With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blanket double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. I am Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm fine. Now, Josh, be honest. <laughs> How are you feeling? You know, we were just talking about this before the podcast. I, I, I was I was trying to explain to you how, you know, in, in the apartment, um, you know, my wife often has to hear me complain about how, like, this week is, like, the worst week ever and it's always really hyperbolic because it's like the early it's like saturday morning early game and like i lost my clean sheet or something right and i'm like oh like everything's going to hell um uh, and uh sure i remember sitting on your couch uh late last season and i think it was joe hart saved a penalty kick and the guy you were head to head with had joe hart and you jumped up and screamed that's it the season's over <laughs> <laughs> well, it was you know it was a little more complicated than that. I believe. I believe. I believe it was Scott Murray had a penalty kick saved by Simone Mignolet, who the guy I was playing head to head had. And yeah, see, it's, it's burned. It's actually, it's so burned into your memory. I, I love know, it. and I even beat him and won the league. You'd think I'd be over it, but I still I can't let this stuff go. Uh, so, but I have actually had literally the worst week. I mean, this is my fifth year in the fantasy Premier League, right? So. Like and I'm acknowledging that I can be hyperbolic. I know this, but it is the worst week I have ever had, and in <laughs> say 38 weeks times four, so 76, right? Is that right? Um, and yeah, time, yeah. 100, 140, 152, and 154 weeks. This is the worst week I've ever had. So just uh, just so people know what we're talking about, uh, Josh and myself, we are the greatest American fantasy Premier League players to ever play the game, and here we are, just all completed true. all too true, all too true. Uh, we we just completed game week two of the 2015-2016 season, and Josh scored 19 points. This is after winning the double last year, too. I, I want you I won the, won the, the classic and the head to head in the always cheating. I league. did. It's like, it's like winning the league in the FA Cup. I won so, the double. I mean, so you're in, you're in a calamitous crisis. A la Chelsea right now. They're it's, the reigning champs, and nothing is going to go right for you right now. I lost the community shield to myself. It's it's a real disaster. <laughs> well, um, you know, I so so this is actually brings a little bit of uh, parody into our fifty buck cup where Josh and I go head to head. So I was able to level the level the score this week i beat you on a score of 47 i, I beat you quite handily <laughs> i can't even, yeah if you may i i finished with 
I mean, I can't even say it, actually. I, I, I finished with 19 points. Uh, that is, and I, I, I won't belabor every single one of the players on my team. Uh, yeah, where, so where did it all go wrong? Well, okay, so it actually, it went wrong at the start when I was picking my team, I think. I, I think that I, I thought that my Wait, team when you were not, picking your team at the before the season even before, started? Before the season even started, right, exactly. I was, I was, I think I, I fell victim to received wisdom a little bit. Uh, you know, I had Harry Kane, even though he fell off down the stretch last year and, uh, just wasn't anybody I was particularly excited about having on my team this year. Um, mostly because there's like basically no one to feed him the ball except for, um, um, Naser Chadley. Is that, yeah, Chadley, uh, who played terribly in, uh, in that game today. Yeah. I, he actually scored a goal, but he still played bad. He, Chadley's one of those players who finds a way to... He's a bad soccer player, but a great fantasy <laughs> player. It makes no sense. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and then you've got the great Dane Erickson, who who should also be... I mean, by now, Kane and Erickson should be like John Stockton and Carl Malone. I mean, if you looked at my team... I mean, it just... Okay, so I got, I got one point from six different players. Uh, I had uh, Agbuna on West Ham, one point. Coates uh, Co- Co- uh, on... We got, uh, we got confer- confirmation from our resident Uruguayan, Eric, in the Always Cheating League, that it is Coates. Yep. One point from Cedric, one point from Azpilicueta. Now, Azpilicueta was not supposed to play, except Theo Walcott did not even make the team. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Fantasy we're, we're Football. Great for you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Fantasy Football Scott, for touting him and talking about how it was a dead cert that he was going to play. They basically bet the farm. It, I mean, I have, I, I've lost some respect for that site. Like, it's like, they, they don't, they clearly, actually, I shouldn't even say that. It was just a good reminder that nobody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, especially, you don't want to Especially get... me and especially you. Yeah, don't. Well, <laughs> well we are the, the two greatest Americans to play the Fantasy Premier well, League, so. But we're like the pinball wizard. We play by intuition. <laughs> yeah, the Walcott thing did work out for me in the end because George R. Russell Martin for North City <laughs> came in off the bench for me with an improbable goal. Eight-point eight haul, right? Yeah, eight points. I know, at- and I saw that coming, and I was watching the Arsenal game, and I thought, if I cannot believe Walcott may not come on. And I was waiting for that third sub, and I was like, I, I'm very happy to take my one point from Walcott here so that Brandon doesn't get eight <laughs> from Russell Martin. And then they make the last sub, and I, I believe it the was. Kieran Gibbs. Yeah, Kieran Gibbs. Has anyone been happy to see Kieran Gibbs? Oh, you must have been so thrilled. Oh, I, I turned the TV off at that point. I was like, because <laughs> I was actually in Philadelphia visiting my in-laws this weekend, and I would have to sequester myself, you know, on 10-minute uh, spells to go watch yeah. these games. And then Gibbs came on, and I was like, well, job done. I know. I, I, unbelievable. So I, I had I had one of those weeks where I got forty seven points, which you know it's not a it's not a barn burner, uh, but I am three That's points over the average. That's, yeah, exactly. That's for, he, given given that the average is full of a lot of like what I would say are more recreational players. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I not I'm not saying that everyone at the top is uh, is a uh, you know um, is lucky to be there or anything like that. But I think that a lot of the conventional choices they should lot, feel that way. Uh, yeah, a lot of the conventional choices on the strategy sites, um, players who were expected to perform well did not. Not all of them, of course. I mean, a lot of people were touting David Silva, and he's performed well. And uh, you know, obviously, you made the right choice with Christian Benteke. Um, are you worried about Jordan Henderson now? Well, yeah, I am. Uh, for the captain, who you expect to play ninety minutes every game for thirty-eight games, and he subbed off at the fifty-first minute. That that definitely means he has a problem. Yeah. But I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen any reports as to how serious it would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't limping off. He didn't look to be in um, extreme anguish emotionally. That's some sort of foot issue, I think. Something on the bottom of his foot, I think, is what I saw. So, listen. You know, last summer, I broke my big toe going off yes. a rope swing. Famously. We're, we're more than a year on now, and this toe is still bothering me. Now I can imagine if I'm a professional athlete and, and I'm doing um, uh, really crazy things with my feet all the time, mm-hmm. as soccer players do, mm-hmm. if he's got a niggling foot problem, that is, that is a big worry to me, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly could be. I mean, it's, uh, it felled Grant Hill. During the best years of his career, so yeah. Who so, knows? so um, the just liver. To, oh, oh, sorry. Just to quickly, um, just to quickly walk through 
my my diagnosis here because I am obsessed with this, and uh, and then we can then we can move on to. Well, yeah, you basically saw the light this weekend. You you had a near death experience, and uh, we're oh, okay. So <laughs> what do we have to do to, to resuscitate a, you? It was a true disaster. I mean, I, first, I, I'm a, I'm in like three millionth place, and I, I finished fifteen thirty last year, right? Fifteen thirty out of three million. This was supposed to be your your big year to break the I top was, 100. I was pushing it. Well, at least the top 1,000. That was the goal. It was top 1K, and then anything after that was gravy. I mean, I'll be lucky to get – I mean, I, I know it's early on, right? So, like – but it's going to take it's gonna take so much time now. You know, it's going to take five or six weeks. i got to keep climbing. You know, there's no there's no margin for error anymore. Well, so, so philosophically, um, I mean, I know – uh, you consistently do well in the game, but philosophically, do you believe it's down to just playing playing the game correctly, or in this case, is it just down to uh, bad luck and recognition that you can't control the outcome? Well, in hindsight, my team had a lot more. It was more of a gamble than I gave it than I than I thought it was. You know, I think that I just gambled on. A few too many players, and it really didn't pay off. I mean, I can I had, you, so can I, you so I have, can you define gamble for some so of our fellow managers out there? A player who 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 has the possibility for big returns, uh, but is not a proven player. Maybe he moved to a new club, or um, or they didn't perform well on the stretch, or you know the the team is 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 you know um, is kind of reforming itself. The new I don't know. There's just you know, there are certain players like. Sergio Aguero, if he's healthy, he's going to score, right? But yeah. Harry Kane is, is a bit of a risk. I mean, we still don't... Yeah, was his, was his form last, last season an anomaly? And you, had, yeah, and you but, can't forget that his form did tail off significantly at, at the end of last season. It really did, for the last you know 10 weeks or so. I mean, I know he scored in the last game of the season, but other than that, it was... I think it was like nine weeks of, of you know of two point hauls. And also, his face has gotten uh, longer over the summer somehow. <laughs> it is. It's more. It's got kind of a jack o' lantern ear. It's, it's kind of like this. He yeah. looks a little bit like the scream mask to me. <laughs> so I had uh, Kane, who was a bit of a risk. I had Rooney, who's complete garbage, and was all of last year. And that was another fantasy football scout nonsense decision that I made. <laughs> Uh, I had Tridini, who did give me four points in the first week, but was obviously a huge risk. I mean, Watford, right? Who knows what you know what they're bringing to the table? Sure, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Raheem, Raheem Sterling uh, joined a new team, uh, has you know has not performed. Uh, Matt Ritchie, a uh, bit of a risk. Uh, Theo Walcott, bit of a risk. He, who knows if he's going to start? Did you see that shot that Ritchie slammed against the post against Liverpool yesterday? Yeah, he had two of those, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, oh man. Uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, it's a mar- it's, it's that that's the thin margin. I know it would have softened the blow at least. Uh, so just ever, you know, looking back on it, it was it was a riskier team than I realized it was, and I didn't back it up with any kind of. If you're going to have a team that that's risky, and again, I didn't think of it this way at the time, but now it seems this way. You need a couple of guys who are just who are absolutely going to score points, right? Like a Man U defender would have made sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, having uh, David Silva in the team would have made a lot of sense. Even Jordan Henderson would have made more sense. So it just, I, yeah, the smart yeah. money was on Liverpool this week. And I had yeah. I had uh, one of those weird emotional uh, days watching the Liverpool-Bournemouth game where, you know, you made the right decisions. I had Henderson in the midfield and I had Captain Benteke. And so what better than a Henderson assist to Benteke for a goal in the first half? From your captain. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. But then suddenly you move into this mode of, well, feed the beast. I want more, more, more. <laughs> yeah, and then true. from there, Henderson gets subbed off nine minutes before I'm going to get his uh, 60, 60th minute point and the clean sheet point. Probably cost you four points. Yeah. Yeah, because he was probably looking at some bonus points. Yeah, he was on for two before he got subbed. And then Benteke puts... Uh, basically a tap in off the crossbar yeah which is um just eight points which should have been ruled for offsides well the goal should have been off offside are you saying the one that he missed and put off the post uh, put oh, off the no, crossbar not, was offside? Oh, not the one off, no i'm sorry no the one he the one he scored should have been offside yeah 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 so i should really i should really thank my lucky stars that it turned out that way but it was one of those really good days that felt weirdly like a bad day yeah yeah 
Anyway, so um, it couldn't have felt that bad of a day, though. I mean, you got you got nine <laughs> points. You got you got a goal and three bonus points from your from your captain. I yeah. mean, that that to me is. Yeah, I've got. You just could I, never complain about that. Yeah, I've got all green arrows this week, and I always love that. So, um, did you, you see you had a terrible week, but could you find it in your heart to give somebody the MVP of the week? Uh, there, there are no MVPs this week. Uh, and the, the LVP is me. So <laughs> I, I, I am, I am the least valuable player. You're looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> I wish like, it'd be actually, it'd be, it, it almost would have been worth like trying to finish even worse. Because it would have been fun to get an email from the fantasy, like from the from the Premier League, being like, "Can we help? Like you're in, you're in last place overall. We just <laughs> they, it looks they like could, you're trying. You know, like anything we can do. They could just take you on as a project. And now, it, I actually I had to wild card. So there was nothing I could do. I, okay, that, there it is. Uh, I'll have to uh, insert a sound effect here. You're <laughs> you're ignite. Uh, you're uh, initiating wild card procedures. It is just brutal. I've never wild carded this early. Uh, the problem was I was going to lose so much value in my players uh, that I that I had to do it, and the players that that I wanted to bring in, the, the value was rising, and there was just no reason not to wild card. I mean, other than to, I mean, you know, sometimes it's you know it's like it's like saving money, right? Like sometimes you it's fun to save, and sometimes you just have to spend. And I gotta say, that, yeah, I, this is this is always the funnest part of the season too, when you see the value start to change. And you start playing that stock market aspect of the game. Oh, it, is, it really is fun, exactly. And I, I think that. Um, and if you issue your wild card now, you're the- now you're just collecting all the players. Uh, I guess the odds of a player actually going up enough for you to sell them off uh, for additional money within one week is pretty pretty yeah, slim. Yeah, you can try to speculate a little bit. I mean, you know, I think uh, someone like. Um, uh, you know, Marez is probably going to pick up uh, three, three, um, you know, tenths yeah. of a million. Uh, but, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm planning to keep him for a while. So, that, you know, there's only I, the only player that I actually have in my wildcard team, not that I'm going to go through every player. And I'm not even sure that I'm going to end up actually keeping him is um, Nathan Redmond, who I thought might be able to who might pick up a couple couple, you know, tenths. But Absolutely. actually, he's still listed at five point five. So, you know. Probably not going to pay off that little. And is he playing? Is he playing close to ninety minutes every match, Nathan Redmond? Um, I think I was looking at him earlier today, and he subbed out at the seventy-eighth minute, and maybe in the eighty-second. So, but still, so that's, I mean, that's good. Chief, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's the primary goal scorer, though. So I think um, I, think, I don't think anything's going to happen. And actually, the the fixtures for Norwich over the next couple of weeks are are you know setting up pretty well. Hey, go Canaries! Yeah. So what about you? Do you have a, do you have an MVP and an LVP? Uh, I do. I have a bit of a weird MVP this week, I think, in Mesut Ozil. Uh, I don't know if you uh-huh. watched any of the Arsenal, um, any of the Arsenal Crystal Palace yeah. game. I watched the second half. I, I my Saturday was so bad that I, I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to. So you know, I among many especially other when people- I. I I did wake up. Oh, sorry, I just interrupted. Yeah, go, go ahead. I, I did wake up and look at the uh, the team sheet and saw that Walcott was on the bench again, and <laughs> promptly went back to sleep for an hour. <laughs> Tried to suffocate yourself with your pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, me and along with a slew of other people were slagging off Ozil last week for uh, I mean that woeful team performance, but he was by far, in my mind, the best player on the field against Crystal Palace and. Yeah. Um, what he completed 54 out of 55 passes or um, something crazy like that. Um, I mean, he he all but completed one pass during the entire match, and it's, he, it's he, an he looked up we for it. Really seen before, you know? I I don't know. I mean, it, it's like the Ozil we saw like the first like his first week two years ago. I remember when he he set like, I think he had three assists in his first game or something yeah. like that. It was some or at least two. I mean, you know, he was just he was just dominant at the play, and you were like, oh my god. Arsenal is going to win the league this year. Like Ozil is going to have 40 assists. Uh, he matches up so well with their attacking midfielders, and then he just completely went away. Yeah. So having him on my fantasy team, you want to see that uh, response to a really bad week, and it gives me faith to uh, keep him on board for the time being. Sure. Um, who's my loser of the week? Well, I mean, Benteke brought in the most points for me, but, you know, listen, I, 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 need, I need at least two goals from you at home against Bournemouth. 
Well, I mean, you know, it, Bournemouth isn't supposed to. Uh, who knows with Bournemouth anymore? I mean, so they've lost two one nothing games. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think um, Benteke did look say. really good in that match. He had great control on the ball, and he was getting the opportunities. So let's see who else. Who else can I? Oh. This this uh, center. I thought you were kidding about this Benteke thing. This is crazy. You <laughs> got nine points doubled from Benteke. That is, you're talking to a guy who got nine, like you actually equaled my score minus one <laughs> for all eleven of my players from one player. What about this Cedric Suarez guy on Southampton? Um, he's starting out at uh, is it? I think it's left back. No, right back. He's at right back yeah. and. He's out of the new team. Yeah. And actually, so do you want to get to our three games? Actually? Yeah, so okay. let's do it. And I guess we can start with um, – so the Friday fixture was Villa Man U. We really don't need to get into that because we already went over the fact that Rooney was hot garbage. Yeah. Um, but United ended up pulling that one out 1-0. So we want to look at Southampton hosting Everton. And this game is noted because it was Everton's sort of opening opening statement on the season and Lukaku was the breakout player he's probably going to be making it into a lot of wild card teams this week yeah which which to me feels very risky because uh you know I I I am a bit of I mean it's like the old the classic question of form over fixtures and it's obviously not like I'm not it's not totally one way or the other in terms of like I don't I don't come down exactly one way or the other but if you look at the next few games for Everton it is They've got uh, they host Man City in uh, next week, and then they have they're away at Spurs. Then they host Chelsea. Then they're away at Swansea. Away at West Brom, which isn't an easy place to play. Home to Liverpool. Home to Man United. Away to Arsenal. Yeah, that that is rough, and definite, particularly if you're looking at an Everton defender. Yeah, to me, there's, there, there, I, I would not be picking up an Everton defender. Because I was looking uh, at Galway, who is a 4.5 starting defender for Everton on account of Leighton Baines being out. And he looked pretty sharp in the Southampton game. But I can see them conceding every week for the next four or five weeks. I mean, maybe not against West Brom. But. Yeah. I, I think that you know Lukaku and Barkley could, could prove me wrong. I mean, two years ago when, when Everton almost nipped a Champions League spot, um, those were the... By the guys. way, uh, not to jump on you here, but I do love how Ross Barkley is pronounced almost uniformly as Ross Barclay because we are always <laughs> talking about the Barclays Premier League. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, those two guys are both, are both interesting. Now, obviously, Barclay is only... Um, uh, 6.6 so uh, yeah, he's, he's gone up a tenth which yeah is man and he looked he's looked hot i mean he's he's, yeah. a, he's a good looking man but uh <laughs> form wise he's looked very hot the last two weeks and that goal um he had to close out the victory against southampton was so well taken yeah i don't think that he is a player that i will be bringing in right now um i just those fixtures are just too daunting for me um i mean you know i, I could see i mean looking at the okay so Man City at home, I mean, you wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect I – Man City's defense looks really good right now. I mean, Vincent Company is, you know – Yeah, that whole defense, that whole team is functioning awesome. as a uniform or uh, as, just as a fully functioning organism. Yeah. The away at Tottenham, they could definitely score. I mean, Tottenham is hot, sweaty garbage. And uh, <laughs> I, okay, can I, I, admit, over, I, I can am, smell them I am, over I am, here in Brooklyn. I am still a little bitter about Hugo Lloris conceding two goals at the end of that game. What was I thinking bringing uh, in a, yeah, a well, top defender? I mean, oh, God, it's across the board mistakes. I was I was watching that game, um, and I, you could see the, the tide turning in Stokes' favor midway through that second half. And weirdly, when Steven Ireland comes on, it was sort of like the breaking point. And it... it I were you, if you were watching this game, were you even surprised that they let in those two goals because they just felt like they were coming? I actually, when they subbed Kane out, I stopped watching. I turned to um, I think the Watford game, uh, which was actually a pretty good game despite being uh, nil nil. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't. Uh, once Kane was subbed off, I was man, I, I you know I knew my my week was just looking really bad, and uh, nothing good was happening across the board. And what kind of uh, substitution was that from Pochettino? Pochic- from po- from Pokemon, po- po- Pochettino, Pochettino, po- Pochettino. Uh, 
Yeah, we're going to get some more. Actually, the last podcast, we got a bunch of emails from people telling us how badly we mispronounced like, everything. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to get killed for that one. So too. Pikachu subs Kane out. Uh, what, in like the six? No, how many minutes did you get? He was subbed out weirdly early. Yeah, it was like the 64th minute or something like that. It was it was it was way too early for a team that has no strikers. So the reason given was that it didn't look like that uh, Pikachu didn't think that Kane could go the distance. He said he was tired. I mean, do you buy that? I feel like he, that's him he, just covering his ass. He didn't look good. Uh, you know, he had one moment. Uh, I, you never know with him how much of it's like. It'd be so interesting to see him in a uh, in a top side. You know, like like a top four club. Like I I don't know what like what would he look like in Arsenal? Like couldn't couldn't he basically just do what Giroud does, but maybe a little bit better? I think is he so. better? Is he better than Giroud? I mean, it's this it's is, so hard to know. This is the question of the season. Yeah, it's very hard to evaluate Hurricane still, despite the fact that he scored something like three million goals last year. Like, <laughs> give or give or take, give or, give take. or take a couple goals. <laughs> um, okay, so, so I, I, you know, just who knows. So you're not going to stick with Kane, I assume. Uh, no, Kane. Kane was gone uh, Sunday morning. And then, so let's see. Spurs fixtures coming up. Are we? I mean, they they are away to Leicester, which Leicester is in great form, but they are leaking goals in the back. Brandon, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, I wouldn't take. A, there was not a single player on Tottenham that that I would that I would rate at the moment. Yeah. Uh, even Christian Eriksen, who did have an assist. Yeah. Uh, or did he score a goal? And I think he said an assist, right? I can't remember now. Yeah, no, no goal for Ericsson, yeah. which would be a great name for a fantasy team. <laughs> no goal for Ericsson. That sounds like a. That actually, sounds like a, like a college rock band, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, like a math rock band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, okay, know, so but that, that team just. I mean that, that that is a really heartbreaking team. I mean, I, I am an Arsenal fan, so it may sound like I'm uh, like I'm like I'm giving them some stick here, but this Tottenham team is just—it's got to be so frustrating as a Tottenham fan to watch them. I mean, it's just—it's so full of these like, like B players, you know? Like they just—they have so like so little top talent. I mean, to see Eric Lamella come on for, for Hurricane, uh, yeah, a player who has done dreadful. nothing. Yeah, it's, it's got to be dreadful. He is awful. But then uh, uh, on the flip side, Stoke. Um, what did you take away from Stoke? Because Armitovich. Uh, getting all three bonus points um, mm-hmm. and scoring that penalty kick. He still doesn't look quite like the real thing. He was one of their biggest threats going forward, but he was the victim of, or of, he was his own victim of some bad decision making and some yeah. poor final he, touches. He always seems threatening. Like he's like, he's a, he, he looks like Tom Hardy. You know, yeah, he's like, he this does. Big, he's like this big, like bruiser who runs around the pitch looking like he's going to do damage and then he just doesn't he skies it over the bar and he is not in the right position or you know as the touch betrays him like there's just that guy is not a player uh, who i would have in my fantasy team yeah but uh Duf, uh we saw him uh score some delightful goals last season notably against man city and uh, he's Pretty cheap at six point five. Yeah, he to me he's an interesting player. Uh, he's someone that I that may end up in the in the wild card team. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, and Stokes got uh, some nifty fixtures coming up away to Norwich. Then they host West Brom, yeah. and then um, they what are the away. energy that you have played with, right? I mean, didn't you think that he was? He was oh yeah, the best player on the pitch. Yeah, he was not letting up at all. And when he finally got his goal, his headed goal from Stephen Ireland's cross, you could tell he earned it, and he was disappointed he hadn't put one in earlier in the game. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the second game. Did we did we need to say anything more about Southampton? I, I know we kind of skipped past the first game. Uh, yeah, we do need to say a lot about Southampton. So um, I was mentioning earlier our good friend Cedric Suarez, who is in both of our teams, Suarez. Uh, he's a 5.0 defender, Southampton renowned last season for having a watertight defense. No mm-hmm. leakage there. And bit, of a, bit of a template team defender, would you say? Yes, definitely. Because he was, teams, yeah, so. he was top of all the recommendation lists at Fantasy Football Scout. Pretty much everyone has him. He he fits in that sweet budget spot. I need, but, I need a break from that site. <laughs> I need a, I need a nice a nice two or three week break. Yeah, I think you need a break from a few things. FPL, you need to just focus on the family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You focus just on your own team for a go, little bit. 
go look at some birds. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I saw. I did see a cedar waxwing this morning. That was pretty exciting. Um, but but as far as Soros goes, I don't think he's looked very good in either of these games. He was subbed out early on in game week one. He played the full ninety against Everton, but he was. Uh, totally pasted by Lukaku in the first half and could not keep up with him. And it's about to get much worse because they play in the Europa League this year. Yeah, so I guess that's the big worry, right? Um, And their midfield is looking weirdly thin at Southampton right now. They're definitely missing Schneiderlin. Uh, Wanyama's trying to pick up a lot of that slack right now. But um, I don't know. I think Graziano Pelle still looks like a pretty decent option up front. He will yeah. be seeing a lot of opportunities, and they do have uh, pretty decent fixtures coming up, Southampton. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'd have a defender right now. When Ryan Bertrand comes back, it might be interesting. I mean, I, I mean the, the, t- the defend- defensive team that we loved last year you know, was really was dominated by those, by those wingbacks. Yeah, you Klein know, uh, and Bertrand, who they are yeah. really missing right now. Yeah. I mean, so- Maya Yoshida can only do so much. He yeah he looks like, he really looks like he's trying hard out there. <laughs> <laughs> so but you have Yoshida, you have uh, Matt Target, who's twenty years old. He's four uh, though. I mean, I is, assume as soon as Bertrand is healthy, though. What's what's the outlook for Bertrand? Uh, I, I don't think it's that much longer. I think it's only two or three weeks. So yeah. So I, given I how tough the, the how terrible the Southampton defense has looked, it's probably not worth uh, the risk for Target. Just for three yeah. weeks of probably well, no cliche, clean sheets, and they lost Morgan Schneiderland. You know, they're their dominant defensive midfielder. So they, you know, they're missing three of the, the, well, actually, they're missing Fraser Forrester too, who's their starting goalkeeper. Yeah. So four of the six that dominated last year are not currently playing on that Southampton defense. Yes. This is not the team that we that they were last year. They might, they should get better eventually, but it won't be soon. Yeah. Throw in a few Europa trips to the Czech Republic, and that team is totally fucked. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's the way I'm talking about this. I'm 19 points, Brandon. I can't, I can't get over it. It's like, it's like Michael Caine. Uh, she was only 16. I mean, I wonder what the average score is of an auto-picked team. If you just, if you just auto-picked your whole team and you were two weeks in, you might have double the points I have. Well, we'll have to compare it against uh, James Cook's shadow team. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, so let's. Um... So, so uh, just to skip over some of these fixtures, you got Sunderland Norwich uh, with my man um, George R. Russell Martin with the big goal there, and Sunderland. I'm sure everyone's going to be investing in Sunderland. They look oh, yeah, god awful. That, yeah, that that defense. Oh my goodness. Coates, he's going out of the team. He's already out. He's... I I when I my my first wild card team, I transferred out twelve players. <laughs> <laughs> out of 15 12 12 are gone and it may end up being all 15 i mean there's a good chance that there's not a single player that stays on my team as well. oh man that that is extreme punishment uh swansea we have to keep up on our um tracking of shelby versus awu it's true yeah i i, I thought i, I thought i, I had one on there. somewhere yep yep <laughs> But of course, Awu comes back and he gets a goal. So uh, you're you're beating me out there in the war of Sh- the Awu Shelby war right now. Yeah, we should put fifty bucks on that too. And only this week did I realize that uh, Awu, this this Andre Awu, not Jordan Awu, his brother at Villa, is the Awu who scored on the U.S. in the opening World Cup match this oh, is year. That, is that right? Yeah, what? I mean, to yeah. to no avail. We still crushed Ghana two to one as <laughs> as it should have been. But that makes me like him just a little bit less. That's true. Uh, I mean, I still like him more than, or I, I definitely like him more than Asamoah Gyan, who, um, who scored against us in the um, the 2010. Oh yeah, yes, no. But then missed a penalty against Uruguay on the intentional handbite from. And I put him in tears. Put him in tears. <laughs> you know what? Sweet I said tears. A, I said intentional handbite instead of handball because I was thinking of Luis Suarez, and I guess my my brain. Just wants to say the word bite whenever I think of Luis Suarez, but the the intentional handball from Suarez. All right, we've got a nil-nil draw with Watford, West Brom, and then um, Leicester still on a roll, two-one uh, to West Ham, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean West Ham falling from grace from their victory against Arsenal yeah. last week, and then uh, that... yeah, your your transfer worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My Reese Oxford. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I did make money on him. Uh, I made point one million on him, despite nice. not getting any points. So there's that. Yeah, 
that could that could come in handy later on. <laughs> he could he could turn into a solid. You know, when when uh, I inevitably play my bench boost, Reese Oxford uh, will factor into that. They should just call it the Oxford boost. Really, it's 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 what it's for. I mean, it was too tempting to not bring in a West Ham player after them stomping all over Arsenal, and Oxford was really the only one that I could um, afford Justify. without totally corrupting my team. Yeah, and the and the thing he's actually the only one of the prospects who didn't produce points. I think if you had um, kind of any of the other, yeah, well, Hyatt yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, Karate uh, Zarati. Sacco still hasn't scored, which is a little surprising. Yeah, I suppose it is. I, don't, I just had a, I had a, no, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, Josh. But I had uh, a gut feeling about Sacco going into this season. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but um, gotta gotta trust that cat. And now uh, Adrian is out. Unless they uh, I, I, has the appeal gone through yet? I don't. It know. has. It was denied. It was okay. I mean, I honestly, I don't. It was right in front of the the. The judge. So I, I don't. You know, there was really no chance of it getting appealed. Yeah, shades of uh, Netherlands versus Spain in the World Cup final. Right would there. you? Would you bring in a the uh, West Ham goalkeeper? Um, who is their goalkeeper? It's um, it's Randolph. He's at four point five. So um, not really worth it. If you were four maybe it'd be something you'd think about. Yeah, I guess you're just looking at three weeks to play that keeper. And yeah, if he was 4.0, but at 4.5, you can bring in a regular starter like Brad Guzan. If you were really confident that you were going to uh, wildcard like in game week six, it would actually be worth doing because uh, they have a home game against Bournemouth. And then two weeks later, they have a home game against Newcastle. I think you're right about that. But uh, West Ham is going to be. I'm sorry, what? I just said hard hard to project. Yeah, it is. Uh, West Ham always, is always going to be that team where you obviously showing in the first two weeks, you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get the bad with the good. <laughs> Takes the good, you take the bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, yeah, I, I, I agree. You were you just took a moment to sing the Facts of Life theme song to yourself in your head there? I just I think I thought you were going to go further than that. And you, <laughs> you just sort of ended it and you were like... <laughs> I was waiting for you to say more. <laughs> Streaks on the China, they never matter before. Who I guess I'm like, oh, I, I guess I better, uh, I better say something here. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of, we're going to have to add some room tone to that. <laughs> it was like a good eight-second pause. Okay, so we kind of touched on Arsenal Crystal Palace with my love fest over Mesut Ozil. Uh, very happy with how his game turned out. Giroud had a really nice goal there. You know, he looked like he kind of slipped. Little, looked a little fluky with that slip. Yeah, I guess he's the he's the man. Uh, it looks like he's going to be starting indefinitely. I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, the Arsenal team looks like they've... I don't know why I call them the Arsenal team. Uh, Arsenal looks like they're starting to, you know, round themselves into shape. I mean, it's... it's You know, Alexis hasn't even worked his way into the lineup yet. Um, yeah, and he looked, I, he looked pretty pretty hungry. I mean, that leap he had for the uh, headed, headed assist for own goal was, was super athletic as... I, I saw one of those rumors that's like almost certainly not true that Zlatan uh, may be in a, a possible Arsenal transfer target. Can you, can you <laughs> imagine if I think they would actually win the league if they had Zlatan? I mean, uh, I, can you imagine them ever going a game without scoring? I mean, even if he didn't score in every game, like they would have to zero in on him so much that it would open things up so much for for Alexis. I, I and, don't know. You know I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Zlatan playing, but I get the sense that he's a guy who's me, 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 and you put him in the center of that Arsenal midfield that relies so much on fluid movement that it would it would collapse in on itself. But I think you would just put him, you would slot him right into the Giroud role. Giroud role. He you just think, like uh, post him up under the basket for 90 I mean, minutes. That's what they do with Giroud, basically, right? He's like a big, tall guy who heads the ball down and, yeah. you know, knocks it off for Sandy Cazorla to knock yeah, him I just, I just don't think he'd be satisfied with that kind of role. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, I, I think he'd, he'd be able to do more than that in that role. But, you know, maybe – I don't know. I, it'd be interesting. I, I think that they, they find a way to work him in. I would love it. Listen, all these other European leagues are having all the fun with the greatest players in the world. Uh, I love all these rumors about is Messi going to Chelsea? Is Ronaldo coming back to Man United? I would love for that to happen. I want to see these guys in the <laughs> Premier League. 
Yeah, and it's not like Arsenal is such a complete, perfect team that adding someone like Zlatan would ruin their delicate chemistry. I mean, it's like the delicate chemistry in Arsenal is a third and fourth place team chemistry. I mean, this is not this is a team that could very much use a fiery kind of dangerous spark. Well, I think they have like, that. that would, I think they have that in Alexis. They do, but Alexis isn't. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like he still puts his head down a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm not sure that Alexis is the like inspirational leader. Now, what I'm, I'm not saying that Ars- favorite, I'm not saying that Arsenal is such a fabulous team and that the balance is so crucial to that. I'm saying that the balance that they have is the only thing that's keeping them as a good team. And if you were to upset that balance, they could drop to fifth place. I don't, I don't think I, I don't I don't agree with that because I think that with with Alexis and with Mesut Ozil and Aaron Ramsey and Sandy Cazorla and a lot of very strong defenders and a great goalkeeper, even though he hasn't shown it this year, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, to me, they're, they're still a striker away uh, from being the top club. Well, we'll, we'll have to leave it <laughs> at that. Let's see. <laughs> Find us at, at Hail Cheaters on Twitter if you want to join <laughs> the conversation. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> What do you think he would be priced at if, if they brought Zlatan into the league? I think it would have to be at least... Uh, he'd be 11.5. No, I think he'd be like 13. I think he'd be a Sergio Aguero price. I only I think that guys only get the $13, price, $13 million price tag after a season's worth of uh, points. I think you're really underrating Zlatan here, but you, you have not seen him play in <laughs> Paris the way I have. <laughs> I, did, I forgot that you were on a real-life scouting mission. <laughs> I did. I saw him in the... I saw he, I, he, I, he scored a brace in the game that I saw. So I guess Arsenal's defense is still a little worrying. Uh, per per murder sacker, no, that guy's that guy should be done. I'm not sure he's. I, he needs I, the John, imagine, he needs the John Terry treatment. I imagine he may not be surviving your wild card whenever you do play it. <laughs> speaking uh, speaking of the John Terry treatment, uh, the last game we want to feature here is the big one: Man City versus Chelsea in which City throttled Chelsea three goals to zero with company, Fernandinho, and Aguero all scoring. Yeah, and I, I don't know that there's too much. I mean, I, I'm sure there is a lot to talk about in this game. It feels like it's been talked over, maybe just because I've read so much about it already. Well, there's not much left to say as far as the match goes, but fantasy-wise, what strikes me is, at least if you look in our 17-person mini-league, there is a Man City-sized hole in every single manager's team nobody counted man city in when they were first building their teams before the season yeah. started it's just a tough start to the year they you know they didn't have aguero they play chelsea in week two they're away at everton in week three i mean i, I you know at least personally i i was definitely planning to bring them in you know starting in game week four um maybe even planning which is the out. that watford game right yeah exactly uh but then um yeah they came they, they started the season like a house on fire they sure did. Let, and let it burn. <laughs> let it burn. <laughs> they just want to watch the whole league burn. Some people just want to watch the league burn, and those people are, are Mancunians. So what I'm curious about most with City are the defensive assets. Because you've got a, you have the um, possibility of a lot of rotation in the back because they have such a weird lineup of defenders and Clichy is coming coming back from injury and he was a sometime starter last season Kolarov is known as being kind of a streaky player well this is the first time in years that Vincent company has been priced at a rate that you could actually reasonably like think about bringing him in I think he's been like he started the season at Leighton Bain level prices the last couple of years. I think he was maybe seven million both years. Yeah, um, and that Man City team did not keep; uh, they barely kept any clean sheets all of last year. Yeah, and, and company was kind of a yellow card factory as well. He had I, probably his worst season. I'm sure, certainly his worst season um, as a blue. Uh, and now he looks great. Obviously, he scored in the first two games, which which does kind of skew things a little bit. But I mean, that's not going to he's not going to keep that up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he looks really solid, and at six million, it's really tempting to bring him in. Yeah, I think the biggest decision that's going to have to be made for a lot of managers is whether to make room for Silva or whether whether to slot in Yaya Torre at eight point five, eight point yeah. five versus ten. I know the problem is Yaya Torre doesn't play as well when Aguero's back. Yeah, 
So, you know, it, it seems a little riskier now. Um, although he looked pretty good in game in week two. I mean, he could have scored a couple of times. That crazy men, men and blazers, men and blazers has been memifying this, but that scene of Joe Hart with the goal kick trying to orchestrate the team positioning, and he's just screaming at Yaya with his arms <laughs> up in the air, just screaming Yaya, Yaya. It was terrifying, and it also gave me the impression that Yaya Torre doesn't listen to or give a shit about anybody else on the field. <laughs> that was my personal read. Uh, I think that's that's kind of his mo, right? And he's he's like I think he's like thirty one, so it's it's not going to change. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. That's your game week two. Liverpool beating Bournemouth one to nothing. We all know uh, my feelings about Christian Benteke <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the loser of the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, his Belgian, his big Belgian buddy Romelu Lukaku is uh, over there steamrolling Southampton away from home. <laughs> to me, this is Brandon. Like, this is like one of those like you. This is why you can't have nice things moment. <laughs> you got to just appreciate the the nine points doubled. This well, listen, this this fantastic. this week has not been about the Premier League for me. Ever since uh, last Thursday, I think like you, I have Poku fever. <laughs> we had a great time at that Man City game. It was the, the N. We had a great time at the NYC FC game. Oh, did I say God? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We had a great time at the uh, NYC FC game last week with our good buddy Mike, who bought us tickets. Well, he didn't buy us tickets. He we're going to have to reimburse him at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> we should get around to that. <laughs> so NYC FC took on DC United, which is the they're the top team in MLS right now, and uh, they look terrible. And <laughs> NYC FC looked really awesome. They looked like world beaters. It was not not to get on too much of a tangent here, but. It was it was incredible. I mean, Pirlo, Pirlo looked like he was pulled. having a good time. <laughs> David uh, David um, uh, David Villa David Villa uh, was fantastic. Scored a great goal, and Poku controlled the field. He was all he was everywhere. He did every time the ball dropped into the middle of the midfield. Poku got it, and uh, he after several attempts scored a goal late in the game, and that crowd at Yankee Stadium went bananas. <laughs> including us yeah everyone had poco fever <laughs> so we're gonna ride that poku wave into game week three um should we run down these fixtures for game week three see what we're yeah. thinking let's do a quick yeah like a little like a minute or so on each so why does united has had the opening game for the first three weeks here um which I don't know if the broadcasters were banking on United being one of the crappest, most boring teams this season. Yeah, I, I heard about the Friday game. Apparently, um, the Friday game actually wasn't um, wasn't planned, uh, but there was a some sort of uh, protest going on in Aston Villa, like a planned protest uh, that they needed the police presence for. Well, was it because of the owner ownership issues? Maybe. No, I think it was totally unrelated to football. It was just there was some protest going on yeah. and. Um, they uh, it was like a, like something planned. I'm, I, you know, I'm not really sure what it was for. Um, probably should know that before I started telling this anecdote. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, and they didn't want to we'll play, so they couldn't play on Saturday. And they did. Uh, Man U didn't want to play on Sunday because they had their Champions League qualifier today. Uh, so they decided to play on Friday. And so it actually wasn't a um, a sneak peek at next year or you know when there's supposed to be ten Friday fixtures. Uh, it was just a random game that worked out because of a police presence and just a sheer luck, really. So it's a little bit like podcasting, right? Like, well, I can't do it this way, this day. Can you do it this day? Well, maybe I can do it this day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think if, if Wayne Rooney had scored in that game and me not having him captain, I, I actually might be in last place. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe how many people captained Wayne Rooney against Villa. I mean, that not just, that Villa's any good, but... Um, uh, he's been so bad. When, yeah. when was the last What was the last good game Wayne Rooney had? I mean, it must be like in like January of last year, or of this year. Like, it has to be at least seven months since he's like a really solid game. I really couldn't say, Josh. Well, just why don't you just research it? We'll, we'll pause the podcast. You can go hand it down. So, United Newcastle. I guess United is going to have another clean sheet because Newcastle stinks. Uh, yeah, that's and that's, they lost Janmat uh, to a red card, who is kind of their best defensive player right now. I, I almost wonder if that was one of those like "fuck this" red cards. <laughs> yeah, like, I think just, so. Yeah, like, yeah, like I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally believe it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the uh, early morning kickoff on Saturday. Then the the round of ten o'clock fixtures Eastern Standard Time. Crystal Palace hosts Aston Villa. Um, 
not a terribly romantic fixture, but Selhurst Park, you have to favor the Crystal Palace defense here. Yeah, I thought Crystal Palace looked okay in that Arsenal game. They did. Uh, they, they were fighting on the stretch. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Put um, another bowling ball past Peter Cech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Kabai is still interesting there. Um, oh, uh, uh, the um, who was the guy who played in Sunderland last year? Um, who, who they just transferred the forward? Uh, oh, Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham. What? Why did they bring him in exactly? I don't know. He stinks. <laughs> he does stink. What am I missing with that guy? Why didn't they get Darren Fletcher? <laughs> I, I really have no idea. Well, Darren uh, Fletcher has got to be on astronomical wages. Oh, yeah. Big money. Big bucks. <laughs> I don't know what he's on a week, but I'm sure it's a lot. Uh, then we've got uh, also at 10 o'clock Leicester hosting Spurs. This is a really interesting matchup because yeah. Leicester is on fire right now. Spurs best, is struggling. Best team in the league. <clears throat> Excuse me. Best team in the league right now versus a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> should be very interesting. <laughs> so Hugo Hugo Laurie is not going to get to start in your in your wild card squad. He was one of the the eleven that were transferred out. So you were telling me the other day you had heard a rumor about if um, if David De Gea leaves United that Hugo Laurie's might go to Spurs or might go yeah. to United. There have been some talk about this, but uh, you know now it looks like De Gea is going to stay. So you know who knows what's going to happen. Stay. He's going to stay. I probably uh, the first one to make that joke. Some sort of handshake agreement with with Daniel Levy and Larice that if a Champions League club came calling, he would release him. I, I don't know. You know, this is all like stuff you read in The Guardian and who knows if it's true. Yeah. Another weirdly intriguing fixture is Norwich versus Stoke. It is kind of an intriguing fixture. Um, I thought Stoke looked really good in the in the Spurs game. Uh, they Norwich. Did. They got it, organized. They were able to move the ball pretty smoothly in the midfield in the second half. Yeah, and Norwich obviously played well away uh, to Sunderland. Uh, how much of that was them and how much of that was Sunderland is, is anybody's guess. Will Nathan point? Redmond make it three for three? I know. Oh, I had that. Oh. If yeah, he does, like, okay, I'm going to yeah. declare it now. If he goes three for three, I will only refer to Nathan Redmond as Nene for the rest of the season. Yeah, not not Redman? No, like, not Redman, Nene. Nene. Actually, Redman was not in the Wu-Tang Clan, right? He, wasn't he just friends with the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> yeah, he was best buds with Method Man. He was That's in all right. those uh, deodorant commercials with But him. he's not actually in the Wu-Tang Clan. That is correct. Okay, all right. right. <laughs> all right, then looks like Sunderland Swansea is the next game. Yeah, so um, wild carding it up with Swansea people, I'm sure. It'd be hard not to have at least a Swansea player in this game. Gomez looks fantastic. He does, yeah. yeah. They're really playing to, it seems like the team is playing to Gomez's strengths. We were running him down a little bit in the last podcast because he was offsides like 8,000 times in that Chelsea game. game of yeah, which is always worrying. You want you want your your lead man to be a little savvier than that. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to just go overboard and bring in like two or three Swansea players. Uh, based on how well they, you know, how strong they've looked, at least the offense. Uh, yeah, first yeah. Place. But uh, you know, I, I, I there's certainly going to be a Swansea player on my team in the wild card, and there may be two. Uh, kind of depends. You know, I think that their fixture list is okay. It's okay. I mean, they have United uh, following in game week four, but um, after that, Swansea they've got they're away to Watford, then they okay. host Everton. So you know, it's it's. You know, they're, they're a team to keep an eye on. And uh, I know Gary Monk is uh, – a lot of people are really, really respect uh, the work he's doing right now. And it makes me wonder, I mean, because Gary Monk is such a Swansea guy. Uh, but, I mean, if he keeps this up, he, teams are going to have to come calling, right? I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise, like, to see um, – I don't know. Like, where do you go from Swansea? I mean, Spurs. I guess I, yeah, maybe Spurs. Uh, I was thinking Liverpool, but with Liverpool, you know, if they got rid of Bernard Rodgers, would they bring in another Swansea? You know, it just, it's just no. They would bring in Jurgen Klopp. Uh, if that happens, I actually may have to switch allegiances from. Yeah, I mean, from Liverpool, Liverpool basically gets to have all the fun. You <laughs> know, mean, their team, their team often <laughs> struggles. They have all the best drama. They're like the Chicago Cubs. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just more fun to be a fan of that club than any other club. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Phillips, to give a little plug to Brian Phillips, he had this article on Grantland this week about the um, not crisis at Arsenal. Mm -hmm. And the article was really great at articulating how um, sort of... um, how sort of mediocre the crisis always is at Arsenal and 
how unfun it is to get worked up about that team ever (laughs) because nothing truly bad ever happens to them it's usually more good than bad but the expectations at Arsenal, not that there aren't a huge level of expectations at Liverpool, but they just seem to be a little more fluid at Liverpool as Arsenal. I was listening to some some podcast. Uh, you know, it was one of the many last week where they were they were basically you know the of the like seven Premier League podcasts that I listened to, which is just way too many for like a for like a grown man to listen to. Uh, they were they were all running down Arsenal in different ways. Uh, they were. Um, but there's about how like we all like bought the hype, and then like in hindsight, you're like, "What did they do?" It's like, "Oh yeah, they just brought in a goalkeeper." You know, everyone was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh yeah, they brought in a goalkeeper." <laughs> Clearly, everything is now taken care of. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like there were like a ton of games last year where, um, uh, the what's his name, the guy who um, David Ospina, when we're Ospina, I, I, I don't know. I'm he like, he like, single-handedly won that Chelsea game for them by today. decapitating Oscar. Exactly, like like there weren't that many goals that he let, and I think he had a really bad game against um, Monaco in the Champions League. But he wasn't terrible in the Premier League, uh, you know. So this idea that Czech was going—I mean, I, obviously defending is more about the, or being a goalkeeper is more about more than about just saves, you know. But I mean, God, like at, at the moment, I mean, he's maybe already cost them one game, and yep. Uh, yep. you know, yeah. What about what did you think about the Crystal Palace goal? Did he? Uh, well, I, I, refer, I referred to it as a bowling ball earlier, and uh, though it was hit with real pace, um, it, I mean, it, I, maybe I'm saying this from a, a fantasy manager point of view, but it looked like he could have got down faster. <laughs> he just sort of flopped out there like a, like a big old salmon. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, I mean, it seems like he's too far along in his career to be, to have nerves, but I mean... Yeah, I I think that is accurate. I I would not want to disparage Peter Cech's ability, which has been proven time and time again. But yeah. he does he he does look like he doesn't the know if he fits too, in or not. I mean, the funny thing is, like he's he's bald. He seems very mature. Like he's like a, a cagey veteran. He's thirty three years old. I mean, he's literally my age. <laughs> like, like you're older than him. <laughs> I yes, yes, I am older than Peter Cech. He but looks I, like he's 50. I mean, he looks a good 20 years older than he is. He really does. And I'm sure wearing that uh, little helmet doesn't help his hairline. <laughs> just just rubbing against his scalp constantly. Uh, so right. anyway, we got sidetracked right. there. Um, but we still have we have one uh, more of the 10 o'clock Eastern Time fixtures here. West Ham hosting Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, would love to see Bournemouth have this be their breakout game and totally wax West Ham score a goal yeah i would love to see a goal come out of this game for bournemouth uh not for matt ritchie because he has also been dropped in my last card <laughs> just mentioning the team the na- name of any player in the premier league if we're talking you'll... about a team that's had a bad start to the year they have a player that i have since dropped on the team uh okay, okay yeah, then moving on to sunday we've got west brown west brown hosting chelsea Mm-hmm. Now we would we would pick this game as the game where Chelsea exercises their demons from the first two weeks, right? Uh, well, maybe. Typically, I mean, it's actually not a great game for them, though. I mean, you just don't necessarily. I mean, you don't want to count on you don't want to count against a Tony Pulis defense, right? I mean, Tony Pulis at home. The West Brom defense has been tight. You know, uh, they they held the line against a Watford team that really looked like they were going to score uh, last, last Saturday. I mentioned, you know, I mentioned before that I watched a fair amount of that game. It was actually pretty pretty tense and, and close for a zero zero game. Yeah. Uh, so and you know, Boaz Myhill you know. is such a great um, sleeper keeper. Yeah. Um, with um, Ben Foster being out, yeah, Myhill starts and. He's a save machine, too. Uh, he is a save machine. All of his points are going to come from saves because he's not going to get as many clean sheets as, say, Joe Hart is. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely worth a look there. And I guess the only uh, Chelsea player you'd want to look at right now is Eden Hazard. Yeah, and and really even then, it just, it's because you don't want to have to do major surgery later on to bring him back in. Yeah, the, the, famous, uh, the famous slow, slow start. Of Eden he Hazard. seemed to come on a little bit at the end of the Man City game. Uh, it felt like he was he was pushing for a goal. I mean, I think once it was three nil, they kind of yeah, you know, the game was really over. Uh, but you know, when it was one nil and two nil, it felt like he was still really you know, trying to make something happen. Yeah, and I don't think he looked too terrible against Swansea in the opening week. I think 
my psychological read on it is he is um, he's too much of a a nice guy team player to want to do it all himself. So he gets trapped in this. Um, do I want to just dribble around everyone and shoot it, or do I want to dribble around everyone and pass it? And the, Diego Costa, you know, he's on penalties, but Diego Costa is making it so much worse because I'm not sure that Diego Costa has even like taken a shot on goal this season. It's like that he's, guy just gets into the box and the lightest touch, he falls to the ground and then starts pounding the ground in rage. I he mean, does the, the, he is, does the uh, classic UFC ground and pound. I mean, he is, he's not even playing, like, he's barely playing football at this point. He is playing some sort of weird Jose Mourinho sport that involves, he's like, he's just playing for penalties. I mean, that, it is so weird. And it's like, the more that they don't call penalties on him, the yeah. more he flops. It's like, he, he has to just get one. He has to get, he has to earn one penalty and then he can like move on with his life or something. It's, it's really, it's embarrassing right now. Watching Dick Acosta play is actually kind of embarrassing. Uh, is so, this the man who scored like seven goals in the first? I know five his his, his finishing was so stellar at the beginning of the last season. So oh, that oh. Everton game, yeah. oh last year that like that like six, which Everton which was game. such a great game. When are we gonna? I remember that, that Everton Chelsea game, and we all were like, "Yes, this is the first great game of the season." What yes. a game that was! So hopefully we'll get a game like that this coming week or week following. So that's the first Sunday fixture at West Brom, Chelsea. Then that's followed by Everton hosting Man City. Mm-hmm. So is, uh, Everton uh, totally steamrolled Southampton, but Man City is the form team. So I don't know. Everton probably is uh, going to get felled by some small degree here. Yeah, they looked so good in that Southampton game, but Man City looks... I'm really excited about. They were probably they were probably sorry to talk over you, but I think they were probably a little flattered by Southampton, right? Yeah, this may be like get get the gang together to watch these Sunday games because they're they're kind of interesting. Yeah, Uh, gang, if you're listening, let's get together. (laughs) Anybody, if you're listening, let's get (laughs) together. Just come on over to Mom's house. (laughs) (laughs) So I think um, I'm I'm really excited about this game. I, I genuinely don't know who who is going to win. I mean, it seems like. You would think Man City, but it, you know Everton used to be Man City's bogey team. You know, it used to be that Everton was the one team that could beat Man City, um, and maybe that was just a statistical, you know, quirk. Okay, uh, here's you know, that, was, that was before um, that was before Roberto Martinez was even the manager there. So you know, who knows? So here's my prediction: um, everyone who owns Ross Barkley will get one point from this game. <laughs> uh, Lukaku, uh, if. If Everton scores, Lukaku will score, but more than likely he will have a serviceable ninety minutes. How about how about maybe an assist with a yellow card? He will Lukaku will have an assist and a yellow card, and his assist will be Kevin Morales, who comes on for a distraught Ross Barkley. I think I think the and the assist will be one of those like like it's like a bad touch that yeah. somebody like kicks off his foot. He tries to knee it into the goal and it bounces <laughs> off of his thigh and Morales does some crazy scissor kick. Yeah. All right, we gotta we gotta we gotta move this along. This, right, this, right, I'm having too much fun with my predictions. This is so visual. Okay, so then we got Watford Southampton. Who cares? Uh, yeah, and, I know that, these teams. That is a depressing game at the moment. And then Arsenal Liverpool. Who cares? Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's. I know that that's Monday. That that's like a take the day off of work kind of game right there. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I will. I will not be able to concentrate at work at all. Um, but a tough one fantasy-wise because uh, the two teams look like they'll be pretty well matched. I mean, hopefully Jordan Henderson is able to start this game because he could be the linchpin for Liverpool because they'll need to they'll need to control the ball in the midfield to stand up to Arsenal, I think. Yeah, that could really change the game. Um, that, that's a really, really interesting game. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, are, there are some really good matchups this week, uh, really, games worth, worth watching, uh, and that one's right at the top. So, interesting week. All right, great. Um, so does that do it for game week two? I think so. Um, so if you uh, if you're still listening, uh, which you probably aren't, uh, follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters. That's a uh, no no space between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And we are at Facebook at Always Cheating and Instagram. Uh, how, do we have any pictures up on Instagram yet? I think we have like two. 
Oh, nice. So uh, we're hail cheaters at Instagram as well. And uh, you'll find our podcast, subscribe at iTunes, and we're going to try to also get the podcast up on a few other providers. Um, so stay tuned for more information on that. If you need to do anything, we'll let you know. Um, you Stitcher fans. All you, all you big Stitcher fans. You <laughs> Stitcher heads out there. Um, yeah, so subscribe, comment, and you can also leave us a note on our website at alwayscheating.com. And also at our website, alwayscheating.com, you can join our own Always Cheating public mini-league, which will come up on your FPL site as Hail Cheaters. So uh, we, we started a little bit late, so don't be intimidated by the fact that there are yeah, it's just, so, it's just so me and two and three people. We will we'll scrutinize your every move, uh, you poor soul that actually joins the league. But come on, join, and it'll, it will grow from there, and it'll be a lot of fun. That's right. So uh, we'd love your participation. Thanks for listening, and, uh, poke, and poku forever. Poku to you, Brandon. All right, see you, Josh. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.